This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Texas Boot Company, located in Bastroff, Texas, nationally renowned for hundreds of unique styles of exclusive boots, handmade by some of the best boot makers in Texas. Head to toe outfitters, whether you're all cowboy or just from the shins down, check them out and enjoy free shipping nationwide. Visit www.texasbootcompany.com for more information. Welcome back for part two of the incredible Esther Coleman. In the last episode, we talked about Esther's family, her career, and her loving mother. In this episode of Rolling with Ray, we will focus on how Esther is dealing and handling being diagnosed with breast cancer. Well, welcome back, Esther, for part two of the incredible Esther Coleman. Um, welcome to Rolling with Ray podcast. Um, I know y'all are probably wearing why, why y'all are probably wondering why we're wearing these pink shirts. And well, October is Cancer Awareness Month. Um, so I'm going to start with that, and I'm going to ask uh, Esther a couple questions. Um, so, Esther, can you tell me about the first time you were diagnosed with cancer? Absolutely. It was um, 2001. Um, I felt uh, doing a self-exam, breath self-exam, a nation of my breast, I felt a lump. And um, I traditionally, well, I, I usually always keep up with my annual um, mammogram. Um, I was not aware of any uh, breast cancer in my history or in my family's history, but, you know, we are recommended to test and how important it is for early detection. So once doing a self-exam, um, I, I did feel a, a small lump and I I did report it or, or went to see my my doctor, who had, of course, ordered a mammogram, and um, boy, uh, doing the mammogram, um, you know, they they go through and they kind of tell you, hey, something looks suspicious. Let us get another uh, more detail, and so they get they go with maybe a a sonogram that gives them a greater image, and so. Um, after going through that, um, I did get a result. Um, I did have a biopsy. They ordered a biopsy, and the biopsy came came back positive to breast cancer. And so when you were diagnosed like that, I'm sure there's thousands and thousands of feelings that go through your mind. Like, oh, my gosh, is this like, am I gone? Am I gone? You know, am I going to live? Uh, how did you deal with that? And and how long did you have it the first time? Well, Ray, you know, actually, just being a a, a person or a woman of faith, um, early in the process, I began to pray, and I had asked, and I thought, okay, this cannot be happening. So I prayed that prayer of faith and thought, okay, it, it's, it's going to be benign. Um, but as it turned out that it was not benign, I, I had I went through some anxiety. 
never to the point that I, I thought, oh, this is it, but just that fear of the unknown. And most people you hear cancer, um, fear automatically comes upon you. And so with the support of family and just a lot of prayer, um, I began to educate myself. So I started to ask a lot of questions through the process. What does this mean? I got a lot of copies of my medical reports and tried to clearly understand what, um, what type of breast cancer, um, what was the staging, what was the expectation. So I, I did a lot of research um, at that time. Um, but I did have a period of anxiety that I, I kind of prayed myself through. Sure, absolutely. So the first time that you were diagnosed, what, do you know what year that was in or how long ago that was? Yes, the first time I was diagnosed was 2001. 2001. Yes. So then fast forwarded, here we are 20 years later. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so you were diagnosed again with breast cancer, is that correct? Absolutely. And So, how, you know, did you think, you know, okay, in 2001, okay, I've defeated cancer, you know, I'm doing great, and then all of a sudden, 20, 20 plus years later now, you have it again. Yeah. How did you feel? How did you do self-examinations? Did you go to the doctor? Did you have a physical? Is that how they detected it? No, at the time, Ray, I was caring for my mom, and my mom had become bedridden. And um, as I stated before, I was very faithful in my annual exams. And because it had been greater than 15 years, I, I, I did my my mammograms were, were great. I don't have any expectations. Um, I had had diagnostic type mammograms where they did that extra screening, but because it had been greater than 15 years, I could have regular mammograms. So I'm caring for my mom and during my first um, encounter with breast cancer, they took my lymph node out. And one of the side effects for the lymph nodes in your left arm is there's some swelling but I never had the swelling. So as I was caring for my mom, I noticed that my breast, uh, the, what I believed to be scar tissue because I'd had a lumpectomy seemed harder because I still did self-exams. And then I noticed that my arm was swelling, which I'd never had swelling in that arm. Wow. But because it was time for my annual um, mammogram when I called to schedule um, and they asked me, hey, are there changes? I explained, yeah, I do have some changes. And they said, well, you're going to need a diagnostic, which requires a order from your doctor. And so I did call my primary. They did order the diagnostic and uh, doing the mammogram I know all of the signs of suspicious. And so they were very, very thorough. And so um, the technician said, well, I'm going to give this to the radiologist and I'm going to see if they want to do a sonogram. 
Well, of course they did. And the one thing you don't want to see is the radiation. I mean, the radiologist. And so the radiologist after that process came in and um, she had some really concerns. And they use terminology like suspicious because they can't really tell you that right, that's what right. it is without a biopsy. But you can read their body language and... Um, and just their movement became very um, expeditious, like, hey, you know, you, you need to get in sure. this time. They gave me a list of um, surgeons, breast surgeons, and she did a biopsy the next week that confirmed it was. And um, I found out that it was not the same breast cancer as 2001. It was a different breast cancer. My first breast cancer was um, was war related to a hormone. It was a hormone receptor where this was a triple negative, which means it's aggressive sure. and it's not um, related to your hormones. And um, the radiologist became very, very concern almost like hey you need to get to a surgeon as right, soon right. as possible and uh, so you have that anxiety and fear and I thought I'm caring for my mom I can't believe this is happening and I'm thinking you get two different breast cancers in the same breast wow and what was different from this time was my first encounter there was no lymph nodes involved but there was some swelling in large lymph nodes that she biopsied as well that uh came that were positive so this was uh, another level of breast cancer so somebody's out there that's watching or listening to to us today what is one thing that you could tell them who is experiencing those symptoms that 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 you were going through, or you know, with through self examination? I guess go get go get checked out. Yes, I would encourage anybody and everybody. I agree that early detection is the key, and a lot of times in um, our communities, especially uh, my community of. African-Americans, we don't always, um, and some of it, maybe we don't have access. And then some of it, we just kind of blow it off to being something different, but it is better to be safe than sorry. I think that, you know, if the recommendation is that at the age 40 with no, uh, family history, you have annual breast, I mean, uh, mammograms, I encourage everybody to do it strongly not even just mammograms, just early detection, um, your body, be aware of your body. Know what's normal, know what's different. I think with me, just being aware of my body and, and you know, my annual, keeping up with my physical sure. and my annual examinations have been beneficial to me. So Esther, how often do you have to go back to get checked up on uh, is that like every two weeks? Is it? No, I'm actually, 
I'm actually going through treatment now. I have a treatment plan that started in June, um, and I'm still in that treatment plan. Uh, my first part of my treatment, um, I uh, had chemotherapy. In fact, my treatment plan, because of the size and the aggressive nature of the type of cancer, my oncologist chose to shrink uh, the cancer before going in doing surgery. So that's where I am in my, my plan I'm currently taking. So right now, the part of my treatment plan I'm in is I have treatment every week. So Got you. Yes. Got you. Uh, in addition to your treatment, you're also still working 40-plus hours a week, probably more than that. Uh, so yeah, that's just phenomenal. And your attitude, it's all about attitude, Esther, as you're probably aware, aware of. Um, did you ever try to seek counseling or anything like that? Um, not, I haven't, but I would encourage someone who does not have the faith. And I did seek counseling, but it was probably more spiritual mm -hmm. because of my faith and what I believe in God and his word. I did a lot of praying. And I, I shared my experience with friends and family. I wanted them to know what I was going through. So I had a lot of friends and family praying along with me and praying for me. My staff prayed for me. Um, and that was, that was going to be my next question. Yes. Is how have your coworkers treated you since you've been diagnosed? Amazing. In fact, all of the things that I prayed for, God has answered my prayer through my family, through my coworkers, through family, friends. It's just um, amazing. The cards, the the gifts, the anything that you can think of that was uplifting and encouraging. Um, daily scriptures that they would text me. Um, it's just been phenomenal. I've had so much support, so many people that have been a part of this journey with me. Ray, I really have not had the time to be sad or to be depressed because they just kept me up. That's great, you know, and that's what it's all about is the love and the, and the support that you're getting. And uh, kudos to to all the everybody yes and, and housing and uh and thank you for for uplifting esther and and you're, you it's all about attitude as i mentioned earlier um esther did you ever uh get mad at god or or how's it how has this affected your faith it has done it has really increased my faith and um ray no I never got mad at God. Um, I felt like that God was going to use this opportunity um, and use me as an opportunity of hope that someone would hear my story or someone I would be a witness to someone that they could believe and ask God and trust and that um the things that we need in life, God has deposited in 
each and every one of us. And when you share and reach out and you accept love and care and support from others, those are all part of your healing elements because one person doesn't have everything and doesn't know everything. So I, I, I never got mad at God because I just saw the miracles and the love and the goodness and the mercy and grace and God and so many other things. I just absolutely knew that he would get me through that. And, and he has, he's been faithful. You know, Esther, I, you know, I don't know if you know my entire story, but I got hurt at the age of 16 and you talk about, uh, a kid growing up quickly, uh, you know, cause I was an athlete, played sports and, you know, was an honor student in school and, uh, you know, it just changes your whole perspective of life. And, uh, you know, here I am 16 years old and now they're telling me that I'm going to be in a wheelchair the rest of my life. Um, you talk about uh, questioning God and, and, you know, did I ever get mad? Yeah, I mean, I had my times where, you know, it, it's, it's just, it, it's a process that mm -hmm. went through. It's almost like a grieving process that, you know, the body that I once had, I had to leave that and grieve that body. And now knowing that I'm going to have a different life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, here I am 40 plus years later, and uh, I'm so thankful for God for still giving me the opportunities and, and lead a, a normal life. Um, how has your family supported you throughout this journey? Oh, my family has just been absolutely wonderful. And when you say family, Ray, my I have three groups of families. I have my family that, you know, I'm related through, through blood and marriage. who has been excellent, but they've just been one component of it. I've had my work family who has been excellent. And then I've had my church family. And then I'm still part of a special group of classmates. Um, and they've been wonderful. So each turn, each phase, I have had family and they have just shown so much love that God has for each and every one of us. So I, I can't give one group more credit or acknowledgement than I can the other because all of them have been outstanding. I'll say this about my birth family because I'm the oldest and I've always appeared to be strong. Um, that's how they've treated me. They mm -hmm. haven't treated me as if, hey, I needed hugs or whatever, but I know that they were there. But my work family, uh, oh my goodness, they waited on me. Um, anything that I needed, they designated Thursday to be pink out day. So every Thursday in honor of me, in treatment, they wore pink shirts. That's awesome. Man. And, and not only just housing, it spread it throughout the city of Grand Prairie. Um, just so much love. And even, you know, with my classmate and my, my, the, my church family. So, uh, when you say family, I have to include all of those groups. Right. Exactly. 
Well, and that's one reason I'm wearing pink today. I know. <laughs> is uh, to help support you and, of course, to everybody that uh, that is dealing with cancer. Uh, because, as I mentioned, that October is Cancer Awareness Month. And I just want to make sure that uh, mm -hmm. we're getting the word out. And uh, uh, what would you tell somebody that's listening or watching that if, you know, if they do have cancer and they're going through things, what's couple things that you could tell them not to give up, not to you exactly. know, stay focused and worry about the good things. Right. You know, I believe that going through cancer or any type of condition, even, you know, just kind of your own experience, your attitude is going to make a lot of difference of your healing process. If you can stay up and you can stay positive, and you can stay hopeful. I believe that you can get through. I believe that a lot of people that maybe are not successful is because they've allowed um, that spirit of depression or that hopelessness to rule. And I think part of that is that you're trying to handle that situation alone. But when you share and open and invite others there is a lot of support out there. It allows your spirit to stay hopeful and encouraged. And I think that's the big difference. Uh, more so, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about laughter and happiness being medicine um, to the soul and to the body. And I've experienced that. Wow, it's amazing. You know, God, God works in mysterious ways. And I know he surely has led you along the way. Um, Esther, if, if somebody's out there watching, listening and say, you know what, I need to talk to that lady. How can they get in touch with you? Well, the best way to get in touch with me is by my cell number. And I don't have a problem with giving my cell number. Hey, well, you're more than welcome to give uh, it hey, out. My, my cell number is 214-883-8705. Um, leave me a message. Um, I do answer my phone. Um, I do conduct uh, my city business, but I also conduct personal business with that that same phone. But I would like to hear from you or just to encourage you that there is hope and God is merciful and the love and the care that that God commands us to have one for one another. It's in us all. And if you'll just open up and receive some of the love that he's already placed around you, it'll make a difference in anything and everything that you're going through. Esther, and also if they want to email you, can they email you? Yes. My, my email is EST, the first initial of my first name, Coleman, my last name, 28, my favorite number, at gmail.com. So it's EST. C-O-L-E-M-A-N-2-8 at gmail.com. So we're almost out of time, Esther. Uh, is there anything that you would like to say or uh, regarding uh, the cancer or anything else that you would like to shout out to your coworkers, uh, especially out in Grand Prairie? And uh, now is the time to do that. First of all, I want to thank the entire city of Grand Prairie, our city manager, Mr. Veal, uh, to 
our HR department, to our environmental services department, to our library family, to our police department. All of these groups um, have shown love and support of me doing this journey and been part of my journey um, to my staff, to my classmates, to my church family, the Church of Revelation, to all of you, to my immediate family, my sisters, my my husband, Anthony, um, to all of you. Um, I love you guys and thank you. God has been faithful. He's shown love. Um, some of my coworkers, it not only have they been a part of support, um, their families, their sisters, their mothers um, have all joined in with them uh, to support me. Ray, thank you for this opportunity and this platform. And I would say to someone who is listening, pay attention, know your body, um, get your follow-ups, get, you know, there's a way for anything. Um, get the help that you need. Don't, don't wait till the last minute. And there is hope in everything. So don't ever give up. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Esther. I do love you and I will continue to pray for you and absolutely uh, and and God bless and uh, I just for for those that are out there watching and listening, uh, October is Cancer Awareness Month. So if there's anything that you're out there that can help and support, uh, please give somebody a hug or yeah, and give them some love that are dealing with this difficult time. Well, Esther, thank you so much for being on my podcast called Rolling with Ray. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. I want to thank the Grossman Byrne Foundation and the Texas Boot Company for sponsoring this episode. Make sure to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and on my YouTube channel called Rolling with Ray. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Should you be looking for a good book to read, please pick up my book called The Life I Didn't Expect, Facing Adversity and Winning. The book is on Amazon. Until I see you again, keep rolling with Ray. This episode of Rolling with Ray is sponsored by the Grossman Byrne Foundation. The Grossman Byrne Foundation provides medical, financial, and emotional support to families who have suffered a burn injury and they aid in the development of a self-sustainable communities worldwide through public education, strategic partnerships, and teamwork. For more information, go to www.grossmanburnfoundation.org or email inquiries to info at grossmanburnfoundation.org or you can call 866 411 4423 for more information.